So that's why when you look at the blood value, it's not necessarily the best indication of what's going on. Because it's in the blood, it's not in the tissue. You want the hormones to be in the tissue and that's when it's going to solve your problem. What is up my Sunlight Samurais, how are you guys doing? So in this video I want to talk to you about a couple symptoms of hypothyroidism. Typical symptoms that, you might, that might help you to see someone or in yourself if you are hypothyroid or if someone else is hypothyroid. So I'm going to go through a few physical symptoms and then also through a few symptoms that you might experience that might not be physical and then also a few symptoms that you can look on the labs typically to see what's going on uh, if you don't want to necessarily get a thyroid panel. Because uh, so the first one is your skin. Typically when you don't have enough thyroid hormones, specifically T3, your tissue becomes hypothyroid and this is when energy metabolism slows down. So the quality of your body and your skin starts to degenerate and you end up with worse quality basically everything. So when it comes to skin, bad quality would be thin skin, pale skin, you don't have proper circulation, it's especially dry and scaly. So that's basically on the skin side of things that can make it uh, see that you are hypothyroid. But typically if you get a lot of sunlight, that would basically help it to kind of like mask those symptoms because sunlight is obviously also good for thyroid hormone levels and promoting proper circulation, those kind of stuff. Next up is hair. Again, hair is going to be in a worse quality. It's going to be thin. It's going to be br uh, brittle, uh, frizzy. And basically this is when people start to experience hair loss. It's because they don't have enough thyroid hormone to promote the circulation, to promote energy production in that area. So you typically don't, you, you can't grow and maintain the hair as good as you had been in the past because energy production falls. Then we have un, um, unhealthy vasculature. So it's typically in, the, in your vascular system, which is closer to the skin, where the veins become thin and weak. And this is when blood starts to leak out. And you see this, like it looks like a rash area, like a reddish, purplish rash. And it looks like spider veins. It's like this purple veins that you can see. So when I was hypothyroid and I was, you know, I started getting those purple red veins around my ankles specifically and a little bit of my teardrop on my quad, but that's about that. Especially you can see older people start to get enema in the lower legs, especially if they become diabetic and their vascular system starts to deteriorate. And then the fourth one is water retention. Thyroid hormone help with the excretion of excess water. And then if you don't have enough thyroid hormone, you basically retain water more and you store it in the extremities specifically around the ankles. And then number five is a drooping of the upper eyelids. Now, I'm not hypothyroid, as you guys can see. I'm just squinting. I'm not hypothyroid. Um, but the thing is, like, if you're tired, you, you, you basically can't keep your eyelids open. It's like, oh, I feel so tired. I can't open my eyelids, you know. So typically if someone have uh, hypothyroidism, it's not always the case. Not everyone with the droopy eyelids uh, is hypothyroid. And if someone is hypothyroid, doesn't mean they will have droopy eyelids. So let's talk about things that you can't necessarily see, but it's also quite common in people with hypothyroidism. So slow transit time is a very good one. For the intestine to squeeze and get things moving, you need energy. And when thyroid hormone starts to go down, this is when energy production also goes down and then this squeezing, this peristalsis, you know, deteriorates. So your body doesn't respond to the release of acetylcholine and serotonin anymore. And this can eventually lead to a hyper-inflammatory um, hyper state. Access serotonin, eventually to IBS and IBD, Lots of bad stuff. So you have slow transit time, usually two days or more. And the reason why this is bad is because the longer your poop stays in you, there's an increase in oxidative stress that leads to inflammation and leaky gut, which stimulates the immune system. And this causes low-grade chronic inflammation, 
which is a bad thing. So you don't want slow transit time, you want to optimize your thyroid hormone levels to ensure that your transit time is quickly, no more than 24 hours. Another symptom that other people might not realize, but you can realize, is that the quality of your voice starts to deteriorate. You get more of a hoarse voice. And you also experience a decrease in taste, the quality of your vision and the quality of your hearing, which can... Uh, this is common actually for people that have oxidative stress, increase in oxidative stress and inflammation that eventually leads to the degradation of those qualities. Or people that have nutrient deficiencies like zinc, if you don't have enough zinc in your system, then your taste, your vision, your earring can start to deteriorate. And this is because thyroid hormone is necessary for proper digestion and you need a high stomach acid release to absorb zinc. So thyroid is important for a lot of things, digestion, transit time, like everything in the body requires thyroid hormone and energy production. The next one is more cognitive. Is This is when you have impaired memory, impaired cognition. You can't think very well, you can't remember things very well. You might also experience brain fog, depression, anxiety, and low IQ. So typically, when you want to enhance your cognition, your memory, and your thinking speed capacity, the first thing I focus on is make sure you improve your insulin sensitivity so that you can utilize the glucose that you eat properly. And then let's make sure you're not hypothyroid, because usually people that are hypothyroid tend to be more depressed and anxious, suffer from brain fog, and also kind of like have this reduction in IQ. So the moment that you improve your thyroid hormone levels, your brain starts to function normally, it produces energy, and your IQ basically goes up. You know, in that case where you're com communicating with someone and it feels like you're two seconds behind, like someone tells a joke and it takes like five seconds for you to catch a joke. So when your brain energy improves, you you're kind of like on point in the flow with the conversation. You're not that two second lag. That's kind of like what thyroid hormone can help you with. Another one is cold intolerance. This is very, very common. Usually people have cold hands and feet or they're just cold intolerant. Even if it's not really cold outside, they might feel like, mm, I'm a little bit chilly, you know, or they suffer from cold hands and feet very quickly, especially at night. This is because they have impaired circulation in general and an increase in the stress hormones, namely catecholamines, which is causing vasoconstriction in the extremities. Another one is exercise intolerance. Because you can't produce energy very well, the energy production becomes dysfunctional. So you start to exert yourself, you become very uh, fatigued very quickly. You're winded and you like start to spasm up and everything feels like pumped and you feel weak and wobbly and hypoglycemic. Exercise intolerant, not a good thing, common sign of hypothyroidism. You can fix this by just slowly increasing the volume that you exercise, the volume and frequency very slowly so that you can adapt and the body can upregulate enzymes that store glycogen, the breakdown fat, breakdown of glycogen, you know, improve the mitochondrial machinery and as you exercise, improve your lifestyle and diet and everything your thyroid hormone will also improve as a result. So another common symptom is nerve impingement. This can be in the hip, in the knee, in the ankle. Very common is carpal tunnel syndrome that people get, and this is, can relate back to thyroid uh, hormone dysfunction. If you are euthyroid and you still have a carpal tunnel, what you can do is you can apply uh, T3 specifically on your wrist, wherever you have this carpal tunnel, because sometimes you still have tissue hypothyroidism, even if the blood values are normal. So applying topical T3 there can speed up recovery, can reduce the inflammation and basically help get rid of that nerve impingement, that nerve inflammation. Then a few lipid markers that you can look at is basically high lipids. This is very common. Someone that's hypothyroid tend to have higher levels of cholesterol, higher levels of LDL and lower levels of HDL. So when someone starts to use thyroid hormone, which is actually something they did in the 60s, the 50s and the 60s, it can dramatically reduce the thyroid of their cholesterol from about 300 all the way down to 200 and below 200. So fix your thyroid hormone levels. That's going to be key for fixing the lipids. It's not like the saturated fat and this and that. 
thyroid fix thyroid first and obviously eliminate polyunsaturated fat eliminate refined food things that can cause inflammation in the body another common thing that you can see on labs if you're hypothyroid is you're going to have low androgens specifically testosterone and DHT. So thyroid hormones stimulate steroid genesis. But just keep in mind, let's say someone is on a carnivore, uh, carnivore diet, on a keto diet, they will have low levels of T3, but they can still have high levels of testosterone. Why is that? That is because their body is not necessarily utilizing the testosterone. So that's why when you look at the blood value, it's not necessarily the best indication of what's going on because it's in the blood, it's not in the tissue. You want the hormones to be in the tissue and that's when it's gonna solve your problem. So, but the point here is that thyroid hormone can improve your steroid genesis, increase the production of testosterone, all the way from pregnenolone, progesterone, DHEA, testosterone, and DHT. Thyroid hormone is especially involved in the conversion of testosterone to DHT. So younger people that have higher levels of thyroid have more testosterone and higher levels of DHT than people that is older and have lower levels of thyroid. So you have this ratio. Testosterone can convert into 5-alpha DHT and 5-beta DHT. So the 5-beta is kind of like an inactive form. So if you're hypothyroid, you have a 1-to-1 -one -one ratio, close to a 1-to-1 -one -one ratio of 5-alpha and 5-beta. So the better your thyroid is, the more 5-alpha will become upregulated and shift this balance, which is a good thing because DHT is involved with many, many things, making you dry, making you strong, improving your sexual drive, improving cognitive function, lots of good stuff. If you want elevated 5-alpha reductase, I've done a whole video on the importance of 5-alpha reductase and DHT, so be sure to check that. Then the last one is adrenal steroidogenesis. As I mentioned, uh, thyroid hormone upregulate the production of steroidogenesis in general in the testes, but it can also do that in the adrenal glands. So typically someone that is hypothyroid will have more common to have elevated levels of cortisol and catecholamines like norepinephrine and epinephrine. That's why they typically get cold hands and feet and have higher levels of anxiety, typically suffer from anxiety. It's because they have higher levels of cortisol and the catecholamines. But it's not necessarily only because the cortisol and catecholamines are elevated, it's because they have a low ratio of DHEA to cortisol. So thyroid hormone do stimulate the adrenals to produce their hormones in general, that's good. You obviously want enough cortisol to wake you up in the morning, but you want a high DHEA to cortisol ratio. If you're gonna have a low DHEA to cortisol ratio, that increases your risk of mortality. So you want optimal thyroid hormones to shift the ratio. So even though your cortisol is in a normal range, if the DHEA is not, you're gonna feel very well. So make sure you upregulate that. Um, but so that's a good mark to look on labs. If the DHEA is low and the cortisol to DHEA ratio is not as good, then it's a good marker for the thyroid hormone function. So I hope this was valuable. There's a lot more to uh, looking, if you can see if you have hypothyroidism, these are just some common markers. If you have them, it doesn't necessarily mean you are hypothyroid. And if someone is hypothyroid and don't have them, you know, it's not like a, this is this. This is sitting stone, this is straight from the Bible, you know. This is just some symptoms that is commonly found in people who have hypothyroidism. So I hope this is helpful. If you suffer from hypothyroidism and I haven't mentioned the symptoms that you suffer from, please talk about them in the comments if you feel like that's actually a common symptom that I didn't mention. So if you want to fix hypothyroidism, if you want to fix your androgens, you want to feel good, you want to resurrect that alpha energy, be sure to check out the alpha energy course. It focuses on diet, lifestyle and supplementation to fix thyroid digestion, fix your diet, fix your lifestyle, fix your sleep, fix everything that's going to bring back that alpha energy that you once had during puberty and when you were young in your 20s. It takes you back to that time. And I will link that for you guys in the description. Be sure to check that out and I will see you in the next one. Cheers guys.